Welcome to Best Friend Simulator, a quality hangout in podcast form with your simulated best friends, Josh and Dennis. Hey Dennis, how's it going? Hey Josh, it's great. Guess what? What? I have. Okay, sorry, hold on. My cat is like staring in the corner and making chatter noises. Go away. That's not what I wanted to tell you about. What I wanted to tell you was that the chaos magic is spreading. Oh, are we still talking about chaos magic? What have you done now? That initial spark has fanned into a wildfire of sun chip chaos magic. Okay. I got I got a, a, a textual message from friend Eric, comrade Eric mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. Okay. It was a bag of sun chips, and he said chaos magic is real. Now, did he... Butterfly effect, man. Did he purchase... No, hold on. Okay. <laughs> First, I'm going to ask about the sun chips, then I'm going to get to your comment about butterfly effect. A, did he purchase the sun chips in solidarity, or before he even knew we were talking about sun chips? Does it matter, man? B, d- the butterfly effect is not Josh buys sun chips in Seattle, and then someone buys sun chips in Pittsburgh. I'm going to assume, I'm going to take our friend at his word and assume that his inspiration was chaos magic. The chaos magic that I was responsible for bringing into the world. In fact, when we were getting ready to record yesterday, but couldn't because somebody had a headache, yeah, I drew some, some chaos magic sigils for sun chips. Okay, what do those look like? Jesus Christ. A variety is, of them. Is this what you do in your spare time? I was killing okay. time. Uh, like I said, I want my life to be more fun, so I'm going to pretend that I'm using magic. That's great. Now, my question is, uh, does the chaos magic do anything other than summon sun chips? Yes. It makes you eventually shave your head and have a goatee. Oh. If the, the, if the chaos magic practitioners that I've seen are any indication. Well, if that's the case, I want you to stop <laughs> immediately. No, I don't want that. I'm trying to picture it on you now, and it's upsetting. It would be a bad look for me. For most. No, for you it would be bad. I don't know why. Just... Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Best Friend Simulator. I'm Josh. I'm Josh. I'm Dennis. And And we're here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in Chaos Magic and Sun Chips. And this is the third try at recording this week. Uh, We had a little uh, stress-induced pause, and then we had a... uh, Headache-induced pause and delay, and here we are now. We're back. See, the thing is you got to be really careful when you're using chaos magic because it can go very wrong. If, if you haven't visualized everything possible, it, they, there's always some back channel it could take, and then you, you wind up recording a few days late, and you got to burn the old midnight oil, as they say, to get it done on time. So... I guess that means you found out. You're starting a Midnight Oil podcast? No, I was trying... I got a headache yesterday because I was trying to summon Cool Ranch Doritos. Oh, shit. It didn't work. Just hurt my noggin. Okay. Some suggestions. Draw Cool Ranch Doritos sigil. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you got to fire it. Like light it on fire? That's one way. You you need to achieve uh, gnosis. Anything that you do that puts you in kind of like an altered state of mind. Are you fucking with me right now? You know what a lot of people do. Smoke a Cool Ranch Dorito? No. You know, this is... 
this is audio only, so no one could hear you doing the masturbation hand gesture. And then the eyebrows. So is chaos magic just a bunch of dudes touching themselves around each other? Nah, it's a solo thing. Nah, not always a solo thing from what I understand. A bunch of dudes with their heads shaved and and terrible goatees? I mean, that's a lot of just dude shit in general. Yeah, that's true. Well, please keep us posted on your chaos magic and I will keep telling you about how mine has failed. All right. I'll help you out. What is that? When we're done recording. Look, if this is another ploy of yours just to see me naked, I'm not having it. So what's up, man? It's starting to get hot. You, you had a... You're hot. It's hot. You had a bad headache yesterday? Oh, yeah. You know, I don't... I, uh, to tell the truth, it wasn't really because I was trying chaos magic. It's because I was just sitting in the sun drinking beers and eating hot dogs all day, and I think it affected uh, my brain waves. Yeah, there you go. A little nappy nap. You gotta be careful, buddy. Yeah, I rarely am, so I probably should start. We're not as young as we used to be. We're getting closer to death every day. We can't just suck back those those dogs like we used to. Did we? How do you eat, by the way? Are you just sucking hot dogs down your gullet? You just, yeah, you just suck them. <laughs> Why do you make everything gross? You just suck the juice out of them. Why can't we have nice things? I pretend I'm a spider. <laughs> what? First, I, I pump them full of my venom. You've been eating hot dogs in a really weird way your whole life. Hey, that's between me and my dogs. <laughs> You know, maybe we should take another day to <laughs> to wait and record this one. Let's just do it live on Thursday. <laughs> this is why we don't normally record on a weeknight mm-hmm. after work. No, it's late. I didn't work today though. I was on. Uh, I had a four day weekend. Oh. I gave it to myself. Fucking king of France Look over here. Look at me. I've been doing nothing. Charlemagne watching the Sun King. Watching Westworld and hanging out. Charlemagne. You know, you know me. Wait, was the Sun King Louis the Fourteenth? Maybe Fourteenth, Fourteenth. Louis the Fourteenth. So, old Sunny D. What you're saying? King, what you're saying is fourteen. Mm-hmm. Sixty nine. Fourteen sixty nine. What you're saying is a king frequently gets four days off in a row. Yes. Hmm. Kings kings only work three days out of the week. Yeah, that's why everybody wants to be king, baby. I know. It's like the saying goes, king for a day. Off, won't act. off for four. <laughs> yeah. It's a popular saying that we just coined <laughs> just now. All right. All right. And uh, I think that's all the time we have for this yes. call. This is the shortest episode we Thanks. have to date. No, Josh, no. We have to get to Mail's Hole. You know, my neighbor is fucking building a new house or something. <laughs> yeah, you just stepped all over my intro. Mail's hole. Wait, no, sorry. Do it again. What the fuck was that? <laughs> no, you gotta yell like you're falling down it the hole. It sounded like, like somebody stepped on your lungs as you started saying that. Mail's hole. Like that? Yeah, it sounds good. All right, cool, 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 cool. All right, so this week we got some mails from some fans. Uh, you want me to start? All right, yeah. we got two mails. From our loyal fan, OB, is how he uh, signs his letter. Uh, OB says, uh, I totally agree with Josh. Never trust a person who has lots of tattoos but no bad ones. It's almost 100% certainty that they are a narc. I also look forward to your follow-up coverage of the Saturdays are for the boys phenomena with an expose on SIGs inside. So, 
This opens up a conversation. A, I remembered that thing that I wrote on the notes that I said I forgot what I meant. Okay. B, Sig's Inside is um something that these Saturdays are for the boys dudes. Like, they just like to smoke inside. Ew. That's their thing. So... When I, I, I wrote on our notes today, and we've talked about this on the episodes before, where I will write things on the notes and I will say, Josh, what the fuck did I mean about this? So I, I just wrote something in our outline that said, we've made a huge mistake. Now I remember what I meant. Putting any connection between us and these, <laughs> this fucking horrible uh, barstool sports people. Oh my God. We've made a, we should have never done that. We should have never made a joke because it's like, I don't even want to be associated with it. It's bad. Okay. It's real bad. They're terrible people. I've I don't I don't know if this is because of our uh, our overlords algorithms or not, but I've been getting suggestions from Barstool Sports on Instagram now. Oh, probably lately. Probably overlords algorithms. So maybe yeah. maybe we should take back all of our Thursdays are for the maniacs jokes, even though it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're, Put a stake in that one. They're terrible people. There was an article where an, uh, 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 a reporter found out the identity of some like person who doesn't use their real name on the podcast. And all these like terrible men emailed her and told her how she was a piece of shit and all this stuff. It's like, ugh, it was bad. Is that going to happen to us now? <sighs> I don't care. Hey, any any publicity is good publicity, huh? Hey, no, we we don't want that to happen. Um, you got to be careful, Dennis. I know, I know. So if we want to be careful, we should probably stop talking about it. Yeah. Back to loyal listener Ob's email. Thanks, Ob, for bringing that up. Uh, he also said, and this was obviously from a, a couple episodes ago. This Brooklyn abduction story, much like a West West Philly basement show, is both never ending and uninteresting. I much prefer Josh's audio recordings of Bigfoot. Me too, Ob. But you know, hey, me too. You don't. I, you don't. It's. It, I don't think it was uninteresting. It was just kind of got a little lost in the weeds there. I'll, I'll it admit. was. Uh, it was robust. There was. There was a lot. Too much. Uh, some would say. Ob. Then yeah. I mean, it was. It was a lot of information to digest. I didn't think it was uninteresting, Josh. Well, thank you, Dennis. Uh, Ob emailed us again, uh, saying uh, thoughts on episode thirty-seven. Good expose on the Christian comedian by Josh. Dude looks like Harris Trinsky from Freaks and Geeks. Otherwise, too much discussion of the bathroom, bathroom use, bathroom etiquette, duty, etc. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Ob says he's looking forward to the fan feedback episode where I hope Josh will reveal my latest great idea: bike balls, aka truck nuts for the cyclist. Have, are we sure that yeah. hasn't been created yet? Oh, it exists. I actually sent him an image that I found on Instagram oh, of good. It the other day. <laughs> but I, I do agree. We did have a lot of duty talk on that last one. Thank you, Obi, for yeah, that. Yeah, just, just that last one. Just that last one. I just talked about it because it was ongoing. It was an ongoing saga, and I didn't want to leave anybody lost. Yeah. Any further developments with that? No, everything's been fine. Okay. I have a letter here. Oh, <laughs> Another paper letter. Wowie wow. This this one is from uh, a loyal listener named Pagilicus. Pagilicus, okay. Pagilicus. Totally normal name. She hails from Alaska. Mm-hmm. And she says, hey guys, love the show. I know you haven't been getting many downloads in Alaska, but that's because I'm rerouting all of my internet to Indonesia because I am a wanted woman 
I have killed. I will kill again. Uh, this letter is also written in a cutout magazine letters. Oh, are there any pictures with the cutouts like of us? Yes. Wait, Somehow really? there's pictures of us. That's very disturbing. Um, but you're crossed out. And it says down at the bottom, P.S., in case you don't get the meaning of this letter, I want to be the new best friend and Dennis will be the dead friend in hell. Now, Pugnilicus. Yeah, that's a rough. That's a, I don't know how I feel letter. about that. That's a rude letter. What? So are you? So she's she's a murderer. Yes. She'll kill again. A kidnapper, too, I guess. And a kidnapper. And she wants me dead. Yes. And she wants to be be the new co-host. So, Josh. Which, Josh. now, Pugnilicus, my question is, how many headaches do you get? Josh. Yeah. Can we, uh, can we step aside here? Okay, yeah. Right. Uh, we'll be right back, yeah, folks. Sorry. Just listen to this uh, elevator music for a second. Josh, when I asked you to come up with some emails, um, because we didn't really get a lot, I'm a little concerned that the first email you came up with was from some a fictitious person that wanted to murder me. Uh, that that one was was real. Now I just can't I I I can't help but think you want me dead. I don't want you dead, Dennis. Okay, I'll come clean. Oh, let's get that, let's get back on the microphone. Okay. Uh, BFS maniacs. It's me, Josh, your your beloved co-host, your pal, Lil Rawls, you know. Uh, I have something to say. Uh, the Pugnilicus ransom note letter that I just read was a complete and total fabrication. I deeply regret the veiled threats found therein. I do not want Dennis dead. I don't want him replaced by a fictitious murderer hmm. living in Alaska. I'm not really hearing heart behind yeah. this. Did I sound a little bit like Obama? I thought I sounded a little bit like Obama when I was doing that. No, you sounded like you were just like, I guess I have to do this. Okay. Like when, like, hey, folks, I don't want Dennis to die. Yeah, that's much better. Like when celebrities say really racist things, but then they apologize like a day later and you're like, hmm. I'm sorry you were offended like that. Yeah. So I don't, I don't buy that you don't want me dead. I don't want I'm you dead. I would be. Very sad if you died. Well, I have a letter, Josh. Oh, what a what a bountiful week. It is. It is. Remember when I said we didn't have any emails, but it turns out we have many. Hold on. Let me open yeah. this one. Uh, Dennis has the new uh, paper white email system. Wait a second. This one came all crumpled up. Okay. <laughs> Dear Dennis and Josh, thanks a lot for all the love. Your friend, David Draymond from The Disturbed. What? I guess the singer of Disturbed is a big fan. Folks, you heard it here first. David Draymond. Draymond? Draymond. Yeah, with a D? Draymond. Or with an N? Draymond. 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 David Draymond of the band Disturbed is a, is a fan of the show. That's official. That's 100% true. I don't know. It kind of felt sarcastic. Go get on there. Tweet at them. Get it going. Slip into their DMs. Yeah. Is that something people say? I think it's slide. Slip, slide? And, slip and slide into their DMs. 
wet banana into their DMs. What, what is that? You remember wet banana? No. It was the knockoff slip and slide. We had it at the at our house. Oh, what about Crocodile Mile? Which somebody uh, at the uh, party I was at yesterday called Crocodile Gator. <laughs> I think you're missing the point there, buddy. That's pretty good. Uh, so, guys, shoot us some email. Josh and Dennis at gmail.com. Dennis with one N. If you're in a new metal band and you want us to cover your band, shoot us that email. Yeah, we'll discuss yeah. it. Hells yeah. Yeah, for real though. We we love hearing from, from everyone. Yo, even if you want to say a segment we did was boring, we like cr- constructive criticism. Yeah, we want to make this show better. For OB. OB has been a dedicated listener. He's, he's written us and got in touch several times. This is true. We appreciate that. Speaking of dedicated listeners, I wanted to give a shout out to the people who have left us reviews on iTunes. Mm. It's very awesome. We got a new one from our friend Amber a couple of weeks ago that I enjoyed. Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'm going to go ahead and read it. And this is a bribe. If any of you out there want to leave us a nice review, uh, even a crappy one, I guess we'll still probably read it on the show. Yeah, we would prefer if you gave us a good one though. So this is from Amber. This show has no point, and that's the point. It's very funny. I have laughed so hard, I've made a baby cry and spit crackers all over my kitchen. Two separate instances. (laughs) I'm sure people in my office think I'm crazy for laugh crying while sitting at my desk. She didn't mention that she made the baby cry while she was breastfeeding. (laughs) (laughs) So it was her own baby. Well, that's good. It was her own baby. I think we have a point, though. Don't we? Sometimes. Not, I mean... No, no, no. Look at at today. Definitely not today, but sometimes we do. (laughs) Sometimes. I think fine. Half of the time, I guess. I mean, that's not a terrible thing to say. I just, I don't want it to be like we're pointless. We, I mean, we're we're a little all over the place. We have topics, but I think that's a part of our charm. Topics, sure. I don't know why they were so. It's fucking these neighbors, mm. man. What are they building over there? Fucking neighbors. <sighs> anyway, yeah. So thank you to Amber, and thank you to everybody else who has left us a review. Yes, thank uh, you. Please, by all means out there, if you are listening to the show and you are enjoying it and you haven't left us a review yet, please do. It's great to hear from you folks. And it helps us, I think. I think. Be confident. It yeah. helps no, us for sure. It helps us. It'll it'll help get the word out there that this podcast is a thing that people should listen to. It's definitely a thing. It's a thing that happens every week. Shit, man, we're up to episode, what is this, 38? 38. That's something. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thunk it? All right, Josh. You got another topic here? Yes. I just want to briefly talk it. It seems like we talk a lot about bathrooms, but we also talk a lot about stuff that happens at shows. That seems to be another recurring theme. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to a, a, a concert the other night with Jamie. That sounded like you were trying to say the C word, but you were actually just saying concert in a weird British accent. Concert. No, it's, it's the voice that I give uh, my cat Michelin. I sing to her, and she gets all excited, so I, I give her a British voice, and she says, I came to hear the concert. Hmm. It was really great. I felt like he was singing just to me. I licked his hand. That's what she says. Uh, that's her concert review. Wow. <laughs> you spent a lot of time by yourself talking to that cat, huh? Right. Yeah. I bet that doesn't seem weird at all to other cat lovers. Hey, man. Michelin's my girl. She's been with me for almost 15 years now, I think. Wow. Spent a lot of time talking to her. Anyway, what the sh- fuck is going on outside? Would you focus? So we went to a a, a a concert. Okay, a concert. A concert. A show. Gig. Okay, concert just makes me think of like 
U2 at the Wembley Stadium. A jam? No, you've never been to a jam before, you fucking Uh, weirdo. A slammeroo? That's not a thing that anybody has ever said to anyone else. A ground pounder? (laughs) That's a different thing altogether. Tell us about the... (laughs) Tell us about the fucking concert you went to. We went to see Fever Ray. Okay. Fucking amazing show. Highly recommend. I don't know if the tour is still happening or not now, but fucking really good. So, And I was just thinking, what's up with people that just are walking at shows? Dude, you know, this is a really important topic because I'm right there with you. Where are you fucking like, going? Like, I saw the same, I'm going to say like 15 or so people over the course of the entire evening just walking back and forth, like through the crowd, passing in front of us, like... During the, during the show, like, while the band was playing and stuff. like It makes some sense to me at places that serve alcohol. Mm-hmm. But I have experienced this at places that do not have a bar. Yeah. So do we think people are peeing that many times? Hmm. It's a good theory. Because I accept the fact that people have much smaller bladders than I do. Now, I didn't get a close look. It was kind of dark. I didn't check to see if everyone is wearing a Fitbit because maybe they're trying to get their steps in. Oh, there you go. It's a good good time to do that. Yeah. Maybe their arms are buzzing to let them know they've been inactive for too long and they programmed it to give them little electric shocks. Can you do that with a Fitbit? Yeah, you can do anything these days. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. Yeah, you sure can do anything. Reach for the stars, kids. I, you know what I heard? I heard you can program your Fitbit to give you a little... No pickle tickle. Come on, man. So if we're not talking about pooping the whole show, you gotta talk about weird sexual stuff. A little a little tingler. A tinglerado, as they say. Where? In your wrist? On your No one's ever said tinglerado, by the way. <laughs> That's what they say. Who's they? Those folks that have their Fitbits down their pants. A little tingle dingle, you could have said. Tingle Rado. Fitbits down their pants. What is happening yeah. in Seattle? Go to no. The subreddit, r slash no. Fitbit down pants. I have decided recently that I have not done much exploring on Reddit, and I'm not going to start. Should it's a valuable resource. No, I won't ever do anything. I use the computer too much as it is. A valuable resource for pictures of people with Fitbits in their pants. Have fun with that. So these show walkers, man. What the fuck is going on with Where them? Where are you going? If you uh, are listening now, and you're a frequent show walker, please hit us up. Tell us where you're going. Okay. I have two theories. One is one, meth. That's not one of my theories. Good good guess, though. Thank you. One, shark people? <laughs> shark people, question mark? Um, Probably not, in that shark people don't exist. Two, haunted by slow motion ghost. Mm. Uh, one, cocaine. Okay. Two, uh, going into the bathroom to do cocaine. So Wouldn't that both, just be one? Well, both a product of cocaine and a want to do more cocaine. So it's kind of like one, one, A. Hmm. And then two would be ch- uh, wanting a specific item from the merch table and constantly going back to see if it's in stock yet, not really understanding the concept of bringing merch on tour. Okay, okay. Three being Jimmy Legs. Ooh, I think being Jimmy Legs is... <laughs> is, is Jimmy Legs a state? Yes. Or is it... Being Jimmy Legs. You haven't seen the ABC After School special, Being Jimmy Legs? I heard that Being Jimmy Legs is highly correlated to a tinglerado. No, it's not. It has nothing to do with each other. 
A little bit like, ooh, uh, I'm being a Jimmy leg right now. You and your Tinglerado. I still want to know where they're going. Where are they going with this walk? Yeah. BFS Maniacs, what, what do you guys know about this? Are you show walkers? Are you being haunted by a slow motion ghost? Question. Are you cocaine? Question. Yes. Does this place have a smoking area? No. Well, then that theory you. is out. Also, we didn't really talk enough about inside smoking. but That's disgusting. It's gross. What are you doing? I know smokers who don't smoke inside. My idea of hell, and maybe this is just because it was my childhood, is whenever I look and see someone smoking in a car with all the windows up, like, I can't think of a worse way to exist. Oh, man. Um, have we talked on the podcast about how I used to work for FedEx? Yes. So one of those times that I, I used to drive other people's uh, drive while other people were on vacation and they would lend me their trucks. And one time I got in this guy's truck and his uh, steering wheel was yellow. Ooh. And after I touched it, it, it was like I dipped my hands into uh, cigarette water. It was nasty. Mm. Mm. That's gross. Mm. You know what else is nasty? What? Satanic ritual abuse. Dude, it's so nasty. So nasty. But, oh, what's that I hear? Is that Satan flying in on an airplane? <laughs> Coming in for another episode of Best Friends. <laughs> You got it this week. Yes. Oh, that is Satan coming. He's coming in hot. All right. What Get are we it? talking about? Yes. What are we talking about this week, Josh? Because hell is hot. <laughs> We're going to talk about some of the biggest cases of alleged satanic ritual abuse from the 1980s. We're going we're gonna to cover the McMartin preschool trial. I'm going to cover that one. And my boy Dennis here is going to take. Hi. I'm going to take the Oak Hill abuse trial i think it's just called the oak hill oak hill ritual abuse trial yes and just as a content warning we're, we're not going to get too into the details of of certain things but there will be references to sexual abuse and stuff in this just want to give you guys a heads up even though it probably didn't happen just put that out there okay so first off we're going to start with the mcmartin preschool this was a daycare center in manhattan beach california in 1983, there was a woman named Judy Johnson, my mother's maiden name. Mm, weird. Yeah. Was it her? Uh, it. Well, I'll get into that. Uh, she was the mother of one of the McMartin preschool students. Uh, she called the police to report that her son had been molested by both her estranged husband, as well as one of the McMartin teachers, a guy named Ray Bucky. Uh, she made accusations that one of the administrators... And also the mother of Ray Bucky, quote unquote, drilled a child under the arms that Ray flew in the air. Uh, her son was taken to meet a goat man and people at the center conducted sexual acts with animals in front of her son. Like drilled, like punched? Dr oh, that's a good question. What did you I think assumed it meant? With a, I assumed it was with a drill, like a literal drill. That doesn't, why would they fly into the air? No, Ray flew into the air. Ray is the 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 teacher there oh oh he was flying was... his mom was drilling kids in the armpits there was a goat man oh now people I be see... humping i don't know a sheep or something now i see what you're saying yeah now some facts about judy johnson she was diagnosed with acute paranoid schizophrenia and was found dead in her home uh three years after this 
uh, due to complications related to alcoholism before the preliminary hearing of all this stuff actually even finished up. Evidence of her mental illness was withheld from the defense for three years and then presented only in a very sanitized way that removed her initial accusations. So the deal with this is nothing happened from this initial round of accusations bucky wasn't prosecuted the you know the police found there was just no evidence to support her claims however the police sent a letter to 200 parents whose children were enrolled in the preschool um here's where shit popped the fuck off (laughs) i won't read the whole letter because it gets a bit graphic but basically it at it told the parents to ask their kids if they had been molested and specifically did this thing happen did that thing specifically happen which is maybe not i mean here's the thing with these cases it's like you obviously want to want to keep kids safe you want to make sure shit like this is not happening for sure but you know you got to find that line of being protective and being careful and being safe and then being too overzealous about stuff right So what happened was these parents started to ask their kids about this stuff, not knowing the right way to go about it, not having any training and how to how to deal with stuff like this and started finding that, hey, their kids were saying this happened. So then uh, the Children's Institute International, uh, which was uh, an abuse therapy clinic based out of L.A., got involved. They talked to hundreds of the kids, conducted various interviews. And by the spring of 1984, it was claimed that 360 children were allegedly abused at the McMartin preschool. Only 41 of those testified during the pretrial and grand jury hearings, and then less than a dozen wound up testifying during the trial itself. Yo, how, uh, how big is this freaking preschool? I don't know, man. It didn't look huge from the pictures I had seen of it. So there were a whole host of issues with these interviews. They were highly suggestive. They invited children to speculate about the alleged events. It was suggested that This questioning led to the creation of false memories, uh, which is the thing we'll get into next episode. On recordings of this, adults spoke way more than the kids, which is a bad sign, I think. Oh, for Um, sure. That these interviews got very coercive in a way, like very badgering of the kids. And initially, the children were extremely resistant, even under such coercive attempts. And also the techniques employed were outside of the the existing California guidelines for cases involving children. During the trial, they called an expert witness, a British clinical psychologist and professor of psychiatry, whose name I thought I put in here, but didn't. Oops. He reviewed the videotaped interviews with the children and criticized the techniques. He said they were improper, coercive, leading, problematic, and forced the kids to follow a script. And he ultimately concluded that many of the kids' statements in the interviews were clearly generated by the examiner. So this was a lot of stuff like, I mean, classic leading questions. Like, when they touched you, what did they do? You know, instead of if, like, did they, you know. Right. That also happens in the Oak Hill case. Uh, Where did they touch you? Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not if they touched, but where they touched. You know, coming to it with the presumed this happened. So. Right. What did they do to you there? And very negative and leading. So in addition to all of this stuff kind of being tenuous at best, some of the allegations were fucking nuts. So here's a list that I pulled. So at McMartin Preschool, we've got flying witches. Mm, Definitely. We've got hot air balloons. Uh, Some of the sources, I wasn't able to find like a, a, a proper citation for this one, but some of the sources I found suggested... The kids said they took hot air balloons to outer space. Oh, that makes sense. Totally believable. 
the kids were forced to jump out of airplanes. And now this was happening while they were at daycare, like dropped off in the morning, flown up, jumped out of an airplane back in time for their parents to pick them up in the afternoon. One kid positively identified Chuck Norris as one of the abusers. You know what? I knew that dude couldn't be trusted. Yeah. Um, There were orgies conducted at a car wash in an airport, which nice. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Kids were flushed down toilets to secret rooms where they were abused. So, Uh, So they get put in the toilet. Yeah. The toilet gets flushed. Yes. They go down the plumbing and then appear in a secret room. Yes. Okay. Which is classic little kid logic. Oh, you know, sure, like sure. Being, being scared of getting sucked down the drain into the sewers. I was scared that there was a man that lived under the dashboard of my mom's car who looked a little bit like Gene Simmons and his name was him. What? Yeah, that was the thing I was afraid of. Were you like 18? I was 25. It was a rough year. Wow. Continue. Anyway. There was a game that the kids referred to called Naked Movie Star. One of the things, you know, there was there were a lot of allegations that McMartin Preschool was the hub of a child pornography ring. So they they were like, oh, this is evidence of that. Turns out Naked Movie Star was nothing more than a weird playground sing song chant that they used to taunt kids. It was something along the lines of what you say is what you are. You're a naked movie star. Which, that sounds like a fun song. Yeah. there's. I had a cousin who used to, he was like a year younger than me. He used to take off his clothes and chase me around his bedroom and say, make it naked. So I think that's probably a similar game. Finding out a lot about you today, Josh. <laughs> anyway, so this is a big one. This is one. If you, if you look this one up on YouTube, you'll find a lot of videos, which I started to get into and decided not to. There's a series of tunnels that allegedly existed below the preschool that led to chambers where much of the alleged abuse took place, where a lot of the satanic rituals and stuff, no evidence was found. Uh, during the trial, the, the preschool was demolished and razed to the ground. Nothing left. After the trial, some of the parents didn't give up. They hired an archaeologist, a guy named E. Gary Strick- Stickle, E. Gary Stickle, to investigate the site. He used ground penetrating radar and claimed that he found tunnels, although the conclusion was widely disputed. They found animal bones. They found all this stuff. But the thing was, a lot of this stuff was pretty consistent with like people used to bury their garbage on their property, like back in the day, early 20th century, late 19th century, when people were living there, they just buried their farm animals that died and shit, you know, so to date, nothing has been found there, even though there are a lot of people on YouTube still claiming there's a lot of stuff going on. And this was this whole thing was just a big cover up. So the trial began in March of 1984. Seven people from the preschool were charged with 321 counts of child abuse involving 48 children. Uh, The kids testimony varied widely throughout the trial, super inconsistent. In fact, Lawrence Pazder and Michelle Smith, who we talked about during the Michelle Remembers episode, Ah. met with the parents and the children before the trial. And the initial prosecutor, a guy named Glenn Stevens, thought that this influenced their testimony, which, I mean, makes sense. You have these people coming in and telling the kids, basically, 
This is what happened. By 1986, a new DNA called the evidence incredibly weak and dropped all charges against five of the seven people. Uh, Peggy McMartin Bucky and Ray Bucky, the two initial suspects, were kept in custody. A guy named George Freeman was called as a witness during the trial, had some devastating stuff to say about Ray Bucky, claimed that he confessed his guilt while the two were locked up in a shared cell together. But it turned out George Freeman was later found to have committed perjury in several other cases in order to gain favorable treatment by the prosecution in his own cases. In fact, the deal that he was given to testify during the McMartin preschool trial was they were going to drop a previous charge of perjury if he testified in this trial, which is fucking nuts. Yeah, that sounds like... Really yeah. ethical law work there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you. Yeah, oh, so you lie during trials? Oh, cool, cool, cool. Hey, do you want to give a testimony? This one, we'll drop those charges if you're lying during a trial. Hang on. You promise you won't lie during this one? Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah, Mister no, George. Yeah. I learned George. My, I learned Georgie. My yeah, Georgie. Uh, so after three years of testimony, after three years of testimony, Peggy McMartin Bucky was acquitted on all counts. Uh, Ray Bucky was cleared on 52 of the 65 counts. He was eventually freed on bail after five years behind bars. They finally raised the the money to get him out. So he spent five years in jail during this whole thing. So the jury spent nine weeks in deliberation. Nine of the jurors stated that they believed the children had been molested, but there was not enough evidence to state who had done it exactly. So 11 of the 13 voted to acquit Bucky of all the charges, but two of them refused, resulting in a deadlock. Later, Bucky was retried on six of the 13 counts, resulting in another hung jury. And at this point, the prosecution called the case off after all of this and said the charges were dismissed. But dude spent five years in jail without any conviction. This trial lasted for seven years and cost $15 million, which at the time, and I think it might still hold the record, uh, it was the longest and most expensive criminal case in the legal system of the U.S., So then, I mean, you have stuff like the media was kind of in a feeding frenzy about this. During the trial, the media overwhelmingly focused on the prosecution's viewpoint, all the sensational stuff about Satanists conducting these rituals, abusing children and stuff. It as this whole thing shook out, turns out there were several romantic links between local media figures and either the prosecution or people involved in the investigation which raised some questions about the media's bias. No, more more, more ethics. Yeah, yeah, very a lot of ethics involved in this case. Not necessarily good ones, but some <laughs> ethics. Only after the trial concluded, so we're talking seven years after the fact, did the media begin discussing the various flaws of the prosecution's case. And then you have, um, you know, after the fact, as the children got older, I think most of them said that they made up the the facts. I, I think there might still be a few that still believe something happened to them that still claim this. But you know, most of them have gone back. In fact, uh, in 2005, there was a, a Los Angeles Times story from a former McMartin child named Kyle Zerpolo, who said that he'd made up the stories after strenuous and repeated questioning by therapists and parents who simply wouldn't accept his early assurances that no abuse had taken place. He told a journalist that it was an ordeal. I remember thinking to myself, I'm not going to get out of here unless I tell them what they want to hear. So, And that's basically how leading children works. is like, oh, you won't let me not say what you want me to say, so I'll just say it. Yeah. I mean, when you're a little kid, you'll do whatever to get out of shit. And, you know, anything involving adults was boring to me. So I, I would have probably agreed to this shit, too. Oh, you know? totally. So, yeah, that's the McMartin preschool 
trial. This was the first major case like this, and it kind of had a cascade effect on the rest of the country, kind of. And yeah, it, it sucks that this thing ruined the lives of a lot of people involved in it, you know, on both sides, even. And the Oak Hill ritual abuse trial has a lot of the same themes. This occurred in 91 years after the McMartin trial. This is in Austin, Texas. Uh, Fran Keller and her husband Dan, proprietors of a small daycare, were accused of repeatedly and sadistically abusing several children. It started with Christina, who was three, uh, told her mom she didn't like the she didn't like Danny Keller because he spanked her just like Daddy used to. Um, and at the time, her parents were engaged in a bitter divorce. This child was seeing a therapist, Donna David Campbell. And a few other children who went to the daycare and the children she saw and only the children she saw started making outlandish claims. So first claim there were secrets at Fran and Danny's house. Okay, that's that's not too bad. And that Danny had put a rope around all the kids necks and said he would cut off uh, one of the kids head with a knife if he told any of the secrets. All right, now we're getting up there. Uh, the children said the Kellers took the kids on plane rides. Well, that just seems nice. Yeah. And that they made one of the kids smoke a cigarette. That's just <laughs> weird. Here, smoke this, kid. Um, Danny dug a hole in the backyard and put one of the kids in it. Now, I I mean, like... I would do that. Like, oh, now you're in a hole. Now try to get out. Like, it sounds funny. Yeah. I, yeah. I um, probably would have loved that as a kid. Yeah, it sounds like I fun. I used to love digging holes myself, so... That they were poked with needles by the Kellers. Okay, okay, now we're getting a little weird. Uh, one mother observed that the, one of the kids came home looking like he'd been drugged with rings around his eyes. And the kid knew he had been drugged because God told me. <laughs> JC. One of the kids says he pees and poops on her and it comes out of his bottom. And then another kid just said the phrase pee pee on hair. And that they made the kid uh, eat poop and drink pee. They made them drink Kool-Aid infused with blood. All right, we're getting a little little crazy here. They killed their own... I mean, own... we're officially in crazy territory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they killed their own dog, which um, was a false because later the dog was found alive. Mm, mm. Unless they killed it and threw it in Mel's hole. Oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. Mm. Keller's yep. hole. There you go. They also stomped on cats, stuck them with pens, and put them in bags before tossing them in the dumpster. This is when authorities came to the conclusion that the children may have been victims of ritual abuse and that it might have been, quote unquote, satanic. Uh, they came to one of the kids' house with a chainsaw and they cut her dog Buffy in the vagina until it bled. Alrighty. They held a gun to one of the kids' heads and forced him to beat up his infant sister. They watched a person being shot by people in sheriff's uniforms and then dismembered with a chainsaw. <laughs> They watched the Kellers murder, decapitate, and disembowel a baby. The Kellers uh, transported the kids to Mexico and gave them to soldiers in the Mexican army. The Kellers also dressed as pumpkins and shot the children in the arms and legs. Now, one of the details there is confusing. They got shot in the legs. Right, I understand the pumpkin part. They put the kids into a pool with sharks that ate babies. Mm. These are all claims from the kids. They cut the arm or a finger off a gorilla at a local park. <laughs> they killed a baby tiger in a graveyard. Now that's an evocative image right uh-huh. there. A baby tiger. They're so cute. And the best one. The Kellers, quote, had chopping knives and they tied one of the kid's arms down and told him to lay with his arm out and to close his eyes. And they made a big chop down with the knife. 
And they told him not to look that Danny, the proprietor, chopped off his arm. And then they took out the bone and they put in Satan's bone. Satan's bone. Do you want to be my new metal band, Satan's bone? (sighs) Okay, hold on. I'm going to see if that is a band. Okay, be quick. Let's go to Encyclopedia Metallum. Okay, Encyclopedia Metallum tells me that there is not a band called Satan's Bone. Yes, Harry, put the copyright in now. All right. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna email this to myself. All right. Back to the That's story. That's how it works, right? Yes, exactly. Back to the story. So all of these abuses took place at the daycare where parents and neighbors were constantly coming in day and night. There was hardly any physical evidence evidence to support the children's stories. Again, they probably found like. Old animal bones on the land, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, actually, that contradicts my next sentence. Uh, no bones were ever found. So I don't know what the phys- what the it said little physical evidence, but they never made that clear. Like maybe there were ashes in the backyard to s- suggest that there was a fire there, like some bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, but no human bones were ever found. There was a story that they. They were digging stuff up at the graveyard. According to the cemetery director, a man had been buried there without a concrete vault, so his coffin kept sinking. Uh, So the man's son kept going back to add new dirt, and he told investigators this, but they kept it out of the case. Mm. Uh, There was also concern, again, that the parents perhaps unwittingly influenced their children by repeatedly questioning them about what happened at the daycare. Um, and it be- started to begin to look, it-, it began to look more and more like the McMartin case. Um, right. There was a uh, social worker. She saw the interview tapes. She said the interviews are rife with pressure, leading questions and promises of rewards. She said she did it. She did her own extensive interviewing, and she feels strongly that I did not interview any child who had any signs of being abused in their in their care. This uh, University of Texas psychologist James Wood wrote about the suggestive interviewing techniques that were used in the McMartin trial, and he said these kinds of suggestive techniques were used throughout the questioning of the children in the Keller case, as they were in other satanic ritual abuse trials. Mm-hmm. So it didn't that stuff didn't really come out in court. Prosecutors called to the stand a clinical psychologist and controversial expert in satanic ritual abuse, James Noblet, who had who said that he had reviewed the therapist files as well as the video interviews and found no evidence that anyone was influencing them to make the allegations. Noblet later said testified, I don't think it's likely that Christina, who was the first child, got these ideas from any external source. But later in uh, the Keller's attorney wrote in Fran Keller's appeal, uh, Noblet was featured in 2003. Noblet was featured on ABC's Primetime having a conversation with Satan, who Noblet agreed was actually a pretty nice guy, notwithstanding, of course, his role as the Dark Lord of Evil. No court and no jury should ever rely on the testimony of Dr. <laughs> Noblet. Now, you know. That right after I read this sentence, I searched high and low for any kind of video from NBC Prime t- ABC Primetime where this guy talked to Satan, but I could not find it anywhere. Oh, yeah. I, I would love to know about that. Now, and I mean, Satan seems like a pretty nice guy. Sure. I mean, his stand-up set was pretty funny last week. Yo, he was... <laughs> I mean, he was really funny. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, I think he, he needs to tighten things up a little bit, but still. Look, man, he was just walking by and just jumped in. Hey, quick. no, we we appreciate that, you yeah, know? Thank you. Having that kind of star power on the show really means a lot to us. Yeah, back the fuck off. All right, so here's where we come back to this one kind of thing that ties a lot of these cases together, Josh. Hmm, Satan. Cold, hard cash. Oh, yeah, that. In August 1993. Which is Satan, am I right? Pretty much, huh? Capitalism. Root of all evil, right? Right? Am I right? Huh? Waka waka. In August 93, nine months after the Kellers were convicted, one of the kids' parents filed civil suits against a laundry list of defendants they claimed were responsible for the children being abused, seeking $12 million. In addition to the Kellers, they sued the Kellers' landlord, uh, somebody who owned a bar in the neighborhood, the gymnastics academy in the neighborhood, and a a dude named John Trigg. According to the civil suit records, uh, the kids told police that these additional people had also abused them. So the Kellers were convicted of multiple charges and sent to 48 years in prison. Jesus Christ. Right. They were not freed until 2013. So they spent almost 20 years in jail. Fuck. Uh, the charges against them were dismissed in 2017. Uh, so, in 1992, FBI agent Kenneth Lanning, in his report on satanic ritual abuse, declared that satanic ritual abuse was not credible. Hundreds of communities all over America are run by mayors, police departments, and community leaders who are practicing Satanists and are regularly and who regularly murder and eat people? Not likely. Two years later, the National Center on Child Abuse and Neglect under the Federal Department of Health and Human Services released a report claiming there was no evidence of truth in satanic ritual abuse. But don't worry, two years later, Red Book Magazine did a survey and found that 70% of Americans still believed it was real. Great. <sighs> Fuck. But I've seen it on the TV. That's just gnarly that people went to jail for 20 years because of this shit. Uh-huh. Like, fuck. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, yeah, it's cuckoo. And the same thing happened in this case. Years later, a couple of the kids were like, yeah, I was just saying things to shut people up. But a couple, right. the, but other kids were like, no, that totally happened to me. Yeah. And that's, you know, like I, like I mentioned with the McMartin case, I mean, that's exactly how false memories are formed. You know, if you have people telling you this happened over and over again, you believe it. Yeah. Well, of course, also, if you and if you're super suggest it open open to suggestion like other people know better than you right and Mm -hmm. look when you're a kid like you're told that constantly like you don't even know anything you're a kid so you're just like oh i guess this did happen to me Mm -hmm. but we'll get more into repressed memories next week yeah i'm looking forward to that it's a fucking fascinating topic it is pretty interesting so that's those two those are the two big even though there were like hundreds of other daycare uh satanic ritual abuse cases those were the two biggest ones yeah the mcmartin case kind of blew it open and the oak hill case was was kind of the last one Mm -hmm. you know the like the last major one that people heard of because it was in the 90s yeah yeah and uh, like this this whole thing died out by the mid 90s i believe at least it stopped getting like major media attention and yeah it's just fucking crazy that this is a thing that actually took off and like existed for like 15 years in our country. Like people believing that this shit was actually happening. And look, look, and, it, and part of it is the climate of the times, right? It right. We, we saw the thing on 2020. You and I just recently watched part of the Geraldo Rivera 
hour and a half long special that you can find yeah. terrible copies of on YouTube. There was that Oprah Winfrey episode, which was like the plant in the audience of like, uh, I was def- I definitely killed somebody in a in a in a cult. Just people, just the media like trumped it up because it was sensational. And you know, again, Gerardo Rivera is legitimately believed as a newsman, and Oprah Winfrey is heralded as a fucking possible presidential candidate yeah and they both started out as super sensational terrible talk show hosts yeah <sighs> this whole topic is it's, yeah it, it i have such complicated feelings because some of the claims are so ridiculous and i didn't mean to like i i feel a little bit guilty for like snickering and laughing about some of this stuff especially the part where you went on that tear saying poop and pee a lot because <laughs> i'm a child right I mean, I don't mean to laugh at that stuff because there are kids involved in these cases who believe this stuff actually happened to them, even though signs point to the fact that it didn't. So that's I don't mean to mock the pain of these people, you know, like I feel for them. But it's just these claims are so outrageous. And I mean, people's lives were ruined because of this. People who didn't do anything. And this, you know, this also hurts people that have legitimate claims about this stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So sad. Let's get, at some point, let's get back into alien stuff, because, you know, that's just, like, one person who believes in it, not, like, doesn't affect millions and millions of people. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, uh, I think this stuff, we kind of wanted to focus on the sensational craziness, because I think that's where it has the parallel to all the paranormal stuff. But, yeah, this topic also has very dire real world consequences, unlike a fucking alleged alien buried in Texas, you know? Yeah. We got too real. So, yeah, way too real. Hmm. Well, next week we'll talk about repressed memories, and then that'll be it for best friend Satanator. I like talking about Satan, though. How do we? Can we talk about Satan without talking about this serious stuff? Yeah, like the Jersey Devil. Ooh. Oh, maybe we need to continue the Satanator. I'm into it. Bring it, bring it back to a, a place of a, a little silliness. A little more goofy. Yeah. All right, well, now that we're bummed out, it's time to go. I'm going to be thinking about an image of somebody killing a baby tiger in a graveyard on, like, a moonlit night now. I'm going to be thinking about some weird daycare where they take kids on plane rides. They dress as pumpkins and shoot the kids. Okay, this shit's nuts. I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's all the time we have left for this. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Be careful out there. Bye. Watch your watch out for Satan's bone. <laughs> Satan's bear. Yeah, tonight at the fucking Connecticut Coliseum. Connecticut, we are Satan's bone. We- this song is called Baby Tiger in Graveyard. We've got a bone to pick with you. A Satan bone. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Best Friends Simulator. Send us an email at joshanddennis at gmail.com. That's Dennis with one N. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Friends Simulator. And thanks to Alan for the theme music. Listen to his podcast, Werewolf Ambulance, and Marveling at Marvel's Marvels. Also, thanks to Justin for the artwork. See more of his stuff at burntobuild.com. That's all the time we have for this outro. Bye. Bye.